want to talk to you today about receive. How to receive from God. Now, as I already said, to get saved, you must receive. And the same thing is true with anything that you, you, you get from God. You have to receive it. And, uh, of course, the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is no different. Uh, we could look up several verses where people received the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And so, whatever it is you get from God, you have to receive it. Receive it. And that's why I've titled this message today, Receive. Now, how does one receive something in the spiritual realm? That's what we want to talk about here today. Is how do you receive something in the spiritual realm? To get saved, to get born again, you must receive Jesus. To get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you must receive the Holy Spirit. To get healed, you must what? Receive healing. Receive the healing power. Uh, for God to supply your needs, you have to receive those. You know, real, real out, say receive. 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 Anything you get from God, you have to receive it. Whether it's salvation, whether it's the baptism in the Holy Spirit, whether it's healing, whether it's provision... If you're going to get anything from God, you're going to have to receive it. But how do you receive something in the spiritual realm? Well, you know, Jesus often did this in his parables and things. He would use things in the natural realm to try to teach people how to do things in the spiritual realm. And you need to realize that there's a great similarity between the natural realm and the spiritual realm. You need to realize that there's, you know, and actually the natural realm came out of the spiritual realm. You need to realize that. And so many times if you can see something in the in the natural realm, and of course it's easier for all of us to relate to things in the natural realm, then you can apply that to the spiritual realm. Now, in the in the natural realm, if let's just say that Diane this the Bible there. So let's just say that she's going to and we'll pretend that she's God for a moment and she's got the, the Bible, the word of God there, and she is going to offer it to me. And so she would offer it to me now in the natural realm. It's I mean, everybody can get this. What do I have to do to get that? I have to reach out and and receive it or take it or receive it. Is that right? Everybody can can see that. Let's try that one more time. That's not hard for anybody, is it? We'll pretend she's God. There's the word of God. Whether it's salvation, baptism in the Holy Spirit, healing, provision, whatever it is in the natural realm. What do I have to do to get that? I have to reach out and receive it. It's very, very simple. OK, now in the spiritual realm. How do you. Reach out, receive. How do you take hold of? Realize, say, take hold of. Yeah. See, what did I have to do? I had to take hold of it. Right? Okay, so that's easy in the natural realm. A lot of times people in, 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 the, in the spiritual realm, though, they, they, they struggle. They struggle because I think it's because they've never been taught. So let's try to teach you here today 
how to receive something in the spiritual realm. How do you receive? How do you receive salvation? How do you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit? How do you receive healing? How do you receive provision? Whatever it is, we're going to center in on healing today. But how do you receive it? You receive it by believing it, believing it, believing it. Realize, say, realize, say this, say believing it. Believe it. That's how you receive something in the spiritual realm, by believing it. it. It's so simple that it's profound and it's so profound that it's simple. Yet people struggle with this. Now, notice here again, John 1 verse 12 says this. We've just read it. As many as received him. To them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who what? Who what? Who who what? Who believe in his name. So really that one verse equates believing with receiving, doesn't it? In that one verse. And we, we could go to others. So we'll look at another one here in a moment. But believing and receiving are equated. You know what I mean when I say equated, equal, the same? Same thing. How do you receive something in the spiritual realm? You, 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 how do you receive something in the spiritual realm? You, you what? You, you what? You believe it. You believe it. You believe it. Remember when the, the uh, jailer said to Paul and Silas, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And how did Paul respond? He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. He used that word believe. Realize, say believe. I want you to get this. He was telling them, Paul was telling the jailers, you must receive Jesus. Receive and believe, same thing. Receive and believe the same thing. How do you take hold of something in the spiritual realm? You, 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 you receive it. Well, how do you do that? You believe it. Is that easy enough? It's so easy that it's, it's, it's profound and it's so profound that it's easy. Did you get what I just said? People struggle with this and struggle. I've been doing this a long time. And, and, and it's, for some reason, it's, just, it, it, it's, it's almost so easy that, it's, it's, that people just can't grasp it. How do you receive something in the spiritual realm? You receive it. How do you receive it? How do you receive it? You you believe it. Are you getting this? How do you get saved? You have to receive Jesus. How do you how do you receive Jesus? You believe on him. If you need healing in your body, how, how do you how do you how do you receive that healing power? How do you do it? You you believe you believe that you receive. You believe. It's that, it's that simple. It's that simple. Let's look at uh, Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said. He said, therefore, I say to you, what things you ask when you pray. Now, let's underline these next four words. What did he say? Believe. That you receive. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. You see the believe and the receive, they go hand in glove. They're really the same thing. 
How do you receive something in the spiritual realm? You believe it. You believe it. What would keep you from receiving something in the spiritual realm? To disbelieve it or not believe it or doubt it. Okay? You alright? Let's get it again. What things you ask when you pray... What are those next four words? Believe that you receive. And you will have them. Believe that you receive. How do you receive something in the spiritual realm? What do you do? You you what? You believe it. You believe it. Now, that brings us to the next thing because I have to hone in just a little bit on this, this believing Look right here, if you, you're right in verse 24, look at verse 22. Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Now then, you need to realize this. Having faith and believing is the same thing. Having faith and believing is the same thing. And I've taught in the past, I've taught hours untold on faith, 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 faith. And all those hours that I've taught on faith could be summed up and really people could get it a lot easier with this one statement. Faith and believing is the same thing. See, people, for the most part, people can understand what believing is. But when you, when you use that word faith, they don't have a clue. What, 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 it's, it becomes mysterious. Well, let's make faith unmysterious. Faith is the same as what? Believing. believing. Okay? It's just that simple. But here's where we want to hone in just a little bit. Where do you believe? Where do you believe? Well, notice right here in verse 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. Then verse 23, Mark eleven twenty-three, He said, assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea and does not does not doubt in his in his heart. Well, if you're if you're not going to receive something in the spiritual realm, then you're going to doubt it. Correct. If you're doubting, then you're not receiving. Is that correct? But where does that doubt? What is he? Where, where does it occur in your where in your in your heart? Now, he's not talking about your blood pump, you know, that's in your chest. Boom, 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 boom. He's not talking about that heart. He's talking about the inner you, this your spirit being the real you. He says, does not doubt in his heart, but what's that next word? But what? But believes. So he just talked about does not doubt in his heart. So then we could say, but believes where, 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 where in his heart. But believes where in his heart that those things that he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. And then we've already read verse 24. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them, you'll have them. So when you believe, where is it that you have to believe to receive something from God? Where is it that you have to believe? Where? In your heart. Now, he didn't say in your head. He said where? In your heart. Now, this is another area 
I, I've been doing this a long time. And this, and this is an area I have struggled in. I think everybody has struggled with this at one time or another. Is there's a difference between believing something in your head and believing something in your heart. Now, now there's just a fine line between the two. I think it's clear to say, now listen carefully, it's clear to say that if you're believing something in your heart, you're going to also believing, be believing it in your head. But the reverse isn't true. Just because you believe something in your head doesn't mean you're believing it in your heart. Did you get that? Now I'm going real slow here this morning because I want you to get this. Believing in your head and believing in your heart are two different things. If you want to receive something from God, you have to believe it where? In your heart. Am I talking about the blood pump or am I talking about in your spirit? Okay. But to receive something from God, you have to believe it where? In your, in your spirit or in your heart. Right? I don't care what it is. If it's, if it's salvation, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if it's healing, if it's provision, whatever it is, you have to believe where? In your heart. Now, if you believe something in your heart, then you're going to be believing it in your head. I'm convinced of that. But just because you believe something in your head doesn't mean you're believing it in your heart. And I, I've seen so many people over the many, many, many years that they, 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 they believe something in their head. That's called mental assent. They believe something in their head. But they don't ever believe it in their heart. You've got so many people that, that they think that they're saved because they mentally accept Jesus in their head. But they've never received him or believed on him in their heart. And one way you can tell that that's the case is you'll see their life never changes. If you really have Jesus in your heart, your life is going to change. There's going to be a difference. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect, but you're not going to desire the sinful lifestyle anymore. If he's really in your heart. Now, if he's in your head, then you didn't get born again. Do you understand that? And so you're going to just go right on sinning and, and it's not going to bother you really at all. And, but if you get Jesus in your heart, then, then your life's going to change. It'll be a new life. See, a new lifestyle. And, and, and the same thing is true as it pertains to, to healing. Is you can, you can accept the concept of healing in your head and you can you can believe in your head that it's God's will for you to be healed and you can you can uh, 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 you know accept the healing power of God if you will in your head but until you until you believe in your heart it's not gonna it's not gonna do you any good do you understand that I'm trying to keep this as simple as I can now let's go and look at a Passage here, John 4, verse 46. It kind of illustrates this. You receive, we're centering on healing here. Healing is received from God, just like everything else is received from God, by believing with your heart. 
Now look here at John 4:46. Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son. For he, his son was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you'll by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son lives. So the man what? He believed the word that Jesus spoke. He did what, though? He he believed. Did he receive something from Jesus on behalf of his son in this case? Yes. So he believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. He went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew it was the same hour in which in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. So. The moment. The moment that Jesus spoke that word and that man believed it, he received it, didn't he? In this case, on behalf of his son. And from what we've already said, would you agree with me that he uh, believed it where in his heart? I I meant to give you this illustration a moment ago. I don't know how well this is going to work, but we'll we'll I, I just think I need to do a little bit more on this head versus heart. I don't know if this is a good example, but it's an example. Nonetheless, we'll pretend that my wife is God. And she's got the word there and uh, everything I need is in the word. Is that right? The word of God. Right. And so let's say that I need in this case, natural case, I need that word, don't I? So in this case, to receive that word, we're talking about believing in your head versus believing in your heart. But let's do a natural example. So she's pretend she's God. She's got what I need. She's got the word there. Now, this is a natural example here. Now, I need to to receive that. I need to reach out with my hand and take it. Right. Is that correct? So for me to get that, I need to reach out with my hand. But now, wouldn't it be silly if I try to receive that this way? What am I trying now? Now, you sit there and you laugh at me. I'm trying to receive it with my with my head. Is that right? Yes. Am I ever going to get it with my head? No. Am I ever? Am I? No. Now, is that a good example? That really is a good example, isn't it? In the natural realm, you sit there, and you laugh at that. Pretend she's God. She's got the word. She's got what I need. I need to receive it. So I'm going to try to take hold of it with my with my what? Am I ever going to am I ever going to? I mean, the only chance I have here, leave it go. Let's see how good. Oh, let's try it again. I think I, I used to practice this. So, hey, well, I wasn't. Hey, that's not part of the example. I'm not going to keep it very long if I just get it with my head, am I? 
That was a good example there. Let's try that again. Hold it out there. I, see, I mean, even if I am able to get a hold of it with my head, how long am I going to be able to keep it with my head? Whoops. Not very long, am I? Oh, don't sit there and look at me. That was funny. It was funny, but it was a good example. It was a good example, though. If you think of it in the spiritual realm, if you can kind of think of it in the spiritual realm, you got Christians trying to take hold of the word of God with their head. And we're supposed to take hold of it with our heart. This man here, that was a really good example, wasn't it, if you really think about it? Well, I've never done that example before, but isn't that a good example? If people could really see that, get a hold of that example right there is a perfect example. People try to grab a hold of the word with their with their head. And we need to grab a, in the spiritual realm. You have to grab a hold of it with your with your heart. I guess your heart would be like your hand in the natural. You know, you OK? That was really good. I mean, that was really worth coming today just to get that one example. If you could really let it go off on the inside of you. So this man here believed Jesus word with his heart. It's clear he believed when Jesus spoke that word, he believed it. So when he believed it, he received it, didn't he? And then and then he inquired at what time his son got better. And it was at the same time that he believed. See, at the moment that Jesus declared that word, that man, he, he received it. He believed it. And he took hold of it. And then it it affected his son. You see that? You see that? And then it goes on to say. He himself believed. Now, it's interesting. He himself believed. The implication there is that after he received healing on behalf of his son, then he went ahead and believed on Jesus. Well, if Jesus is good enough to heal, heal you or heal your son, you know, then 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 uh, you ought to go ahead and believe on him and get saved. Is that right? So I said, well, will Jesus heal the sinner? A lot of times he'll heal sinners quicker than he will Christians, so to speak. You know what I mean? Let me clarify that. God's done all that he's going to do to heal you. Did you know that? He's not going to do any more. He's already done everything he's going to do to heal you or anybody else. Is that right? And one thing that we struggle with a lot of times as Christians, and I've been doing this, as I said, a long time. And this is this is one area that I think we've all missed it in is we spend so much of our time trying to get God to do things he's already done. Did you get what I just said? We try to get God to do things that he's already done. We, we, and I've, and we've, we've all probably done this in prayer. I know I have. I've watched people do this in prayer all the time. They, they, they plead with God. They intercede and they plead with God to get him to do something that he's already done. Dale, did you turn the lights on when you uh, here when you got here today? Did you turn the lights on in the sanctuary? Did you do it? Yes or no? Who did? Who did you turn? the? OK, now we'll pretend she's God. Well, you get to pretend you're God a lot today. She turned the lights on when she got here. Are the lights on? And does it make any sense? Diane, would you turn the lights on in the sanctuary? Diane, turn the lights on in the sanctuary. Oh, Diane, oh, Diane, turn the lights on in the sanctuary. Oh, 
born in a sanctuary. Now, does that make any sense, me doing that? Why? Well, duh, they're already on, right? Oh, God, heal me. Oh, God, heal me. Oh, God, heal me. That's like begging Diane to turn the lights on. God's already healed you. He's already done all. It's like praying. Oh, God, save so-and-so. Oh, God, save so-and-so. He's already done all he's going to do to save so-and-so. Is that right? See, it's not getting him. He doesn't need to go die on the cross again. He's already done that. See, God's already done everything he's going to do about salvation. He's already done all he's going to do as it pertains to healing. He's already done all he's going to do as it pertains to provision. The the, the issue is not getting God to do something. The issue is learning how to receive from him what he's already done. And that's the God's honest truth. and, And Christians... Again and again, go without because they don't understand just the simplicity of the things I'm talking about in this message today. Did you get what I just said? It is so simple that it's profound, so profound that it's simple. I've watched God heal people that weren't saved. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's already healed them and, and they've heard a message on, on healing and they, they just receive it from, they believe it in their heart and God boom, heals them. If God's good enough to heal you, would it be just good enough on your part to go ahead and believe on him and receive salvation? And that's apparently what happened here. And not only affected this man, but his whole household, they all, they all believed. So how do you receive something from God? You receive something from God by what? By by what? I believe. Where? In your head or in your heart? See, again, I need to say a little more on this. How do you know if you're believing in your head or your heart? The only way I can, there's examples I could give you, but I, I just, for the sake of, uh, of simplicity here in time today, are you sold out to it? Are you committed to it? Are you committed to it? I, I, the example I've used so many times that those of you who've heard it probably don't want to hear it. But maybe again, but it's like the guy that was going back and forth. Remember Niagara Falls? Real loud, say Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. And, and, and they, they had a tightrope across Niagara Falls. And there was a guy up there and he had a wheelbarrow and he was walking across that tightrope. And he did it like 10 times in a row and he didn't fall off. And there was a guy standing down on the, on the, on the bank watching that. And uh, he watched this guy go back and forth pushing that wheelbarrow. And uh, the guy never fell off the, he never fell off the tightrope. So finally, uh, the uh, uh, fella came down off the tightrope. He pushed the wheelbarrow over to the guy that was watching. And he asked the guy, he said, do you believe I can do that again? Cross over there without falling. And the guy said, yeah, I believe it. Now, now here, you're going to find out if you're a head believer or a heart believer. Do you believe I can go over Niagara Falls again, pushing this wheelbarrow without falling in? Do you believe that? And the fellow says, yes, I believe it. Now, is he a head believer or a heart believer? Well, we find out when the guy pushing the wheelbarrow said to the guy, hop in the wheelbarrow, let's go. Now, if you're quick to hop in the wheelbarrow, barrel, you're a heart believer. If you're standing there, now guess what? You're not a heart believer. You're a head believer. Are you sold out to it? 
Are you sold out to it? Are you sold out to the word of God? Is the word of God really final authority in your life? You okay? You getting anything out of this? So now I want to conclude here by talking about some hindrances to receiving from God. And then we'll, we'll conclude. Hindrances to receiving from God. Notice right here in Mark eleven twenty five. Some hindrances to receiving your healing or whatever it is. But we're centering in on healing today. Hindrances to receiving your healing. Mark eleven twenty five. Jesus said, now he just got done talking about, you know, believe that you receive and you will have and all of that. But then he says, Mark eleven twenty five. whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. One reason that people don't receive from God is because they're hindered. They're hindered. And one of the things that hinders them is unforgiveness. Um, Let's just say here that... Now, Diane, she's got the Bible here. She pretend that she's God again and she's got the word there and I need the word. I need healing. But we'll pretend that this right here, we'll pretend that this thing here is unforgiveness. Okay. I've got a hold of unforgiveness. I've got a hold of bitterness. I got a hold of it. I've got a hold of that. Okay. Now, I need to take hold of what she's got, but I'm holding on. To bitterness and, un, and, 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 and unforgiveness. I'm holding on to offense. Well, if she offers me that, now why can't I receive that? Because I already, I'm already holding on to something. Is that right? It's another good example, isn't it? Why can't I receive healing? Because I'm holding on to offense. I'm holding on to bitterness. I'm holding on to unforgiveness. So in order to receive what it is I need from God, I'm going to have to do what? I'm going to have to let go of that before I can receive this. That's a good example there, isn't it? There's many things that hinder people. One of the biggest reasons people don't receive from God is because they're holding on to unforgiveness and bitterness and offense and what they did to me. And do you know what they did to me? And and sometimes it can go back 20, 30 years. They're holding on to things. If you're going to not be hindered, then you're going to have to let some things go. Is that right? Yeah. Another thing that hinders people where healing is concerned, a lot of people wonder, well, is it the will of God to heal me? Guys, I could stand here and I'm not going to do it, but I could stand here for probably two days straight, 48 hours without taking a break. And I couldn't exhaust all of the reasons that it's God's will to heal. 
So I'm just going to just say it's God's will to heal. Okay, I'm not going to take time with that. Here's something else. I don't know, I just felt impressed as I'm closing this up here that I needed to talk about today. Because this hinders people a lot of times. Second Chronicles 16, 12. 2 Chronicles 16, 12 in the NIV. Now, I'm almost done here. But just, just bear with me. This will be the last scripture that we'll, we'll look up. The doctor or the Lord. The doctor or the Lord. Second Chronicles 16, 12 in the NIV. This hinders people. Well, sickness hits their body. Whatever it is. Ailment. Sickness. Ailment. Disease. Whatever it is. Do we turn to the doctor or do we turn to the Lord? If we're really in faith, do we turn to the doctor? I mean, what, what, what do we do here? What do we do? What do we do? This, I don't know. For some reason, I just feel impressed to handle this here as I close. The doctor or the Lord. Second Chronicles 1612 NIV in the 39th year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though the disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. But only from the physicians. Now, Asa didn't turn to the Lord at all. He just looked to the doctors. And that was a mistake. He only looked to the doctors. He didn't seek the Lord at all. He looked only to the doctors. Now, I do not believe that his mistake was looking to the doctors. His mistake was that he only looked to the doctors. Did you get what I just said? How many of you got what I just said? His mistake wasn't that he looked to the physicians. His mistake was is that he only looked that's that he he only looked to them he didn't look to the lord at all so do you use the doctor do you use the lord what do you do i say both realize I say both both god gave us good doctors good hospitals good medicines and there's nothing wrong with using them both I think anybody that doesn't take advantage of the medical science that God has provided for us, the good medical science, I think they're a fool. If you don't take advantage of good medical science, I think you're foolish. But I think where the problem comes in and where we get in trouble is if we're only looking to medical science and we don't look to the Lord. I think somebody that that only looks to medical science and does not look to the Lord is a fool, foolish. When ailment hits our body, when sickness hits our body, you know, if and when it does, the first thing we should do is look where to the Lord. Seek him, look to him, put our faith in him, look to him. And then, after that, take advantage of good medical science. And the two working together, the natural and the supernatural working together, the supernatural and the natural, the spiritual and the natural realm working together, makes an explosive force for God. Are you okay? 
And a lot of times people get hindered in receiving from God because, well, should I go to the doctor? Should I, if I go to the doctor, am I really believe in God? Blah, 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 blah. And see, the devil gets you in such a hodgepodge in your mind that you don't know whether you're coming or going. Take advantage of good hospitals, doctors, and medicines, but only do that after you've consulted and sought the Lord. And I'm not saying, well, try the Lord, and if he doesn't work, then go to the doctor. I'm not saying that. Did you get what I just said? I didn't say, well, try God, and if that don't work, then go to the doctor. Or try the doctor, if that don't work, go to the Lord. No, no, no. But realize, say both. Yeah, both. Now, you go to the Lord, go before the Lord, you may not need the doctor. And if you need the doctor, then use the doctor. There's nothing wrong with good hospitals, doctors, and medicines. Seek the Lord first. Put him first. Look to him first. And then if you need to use the the, the medical arena, use a medical arena. You okay? Isaiah. Remember Isaiah? Remember when Hezekiah was given a short time to live? And remember Hezekiah repented and God added 15 years to his life. Remember what Isaiah the prophet said? He said, he said, use, he told them to use medicine Fig poultice back in those days. Use medicine, put on Hezekiah's boil, and he was healed through the medicine. Did you know God can heal through medicine? Certainly. He did in Hezekiah's case. And not only that, Paul, who had a healing ministry, set somebody with Paul as a traveling companion. His name was Luke, who was a medical doctor. So I think we ought to work in cooperation with good hospitals, doctors and medicines. God's given us a healing ministry. He's given us a special anointing to minister to the sick. And we've uh, seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people healed by the power of God over the last 20 years. And some wonderful miracles of healing and just fantastic things. And uh, uh, but but I'll tell I tell people right up front, if, if you're not willing You know, particularly if they have something that, 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 you know, you start dealing with cancer and those kinds of things. You know, I think people should be under the care of a good medical doctor. But I'll tell them if you're not going to work in conjunction with a good medical doctor, I I hesitate to even even minister to folk. Because I think that, that a good medical doctor will just confirm that the power of God has worked. Okay. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, well, he doesn't have a lot of faith. No, I, I feel sorry for you because I, I think we ought to work with good medical doctors. And the preacher and the physician ought to work together. Can anybody say amen? But we ought to keep the Lord first. Are you okay? You okay with what I just said there? All right. So, uh, we're going to, uh, I'm not going to lay hands on anybody today. I'm going to declare the word of God. Now, when I speak the word of God, if you need healing in your body, then you need to receive it. How do you receive? By, by what? I believe. Now, once you, and I need to do another one full of examples today. This was strong in my heart yesterday to tell you here right at the end. I need to let you go, but here, hold that. Let's just say she's God again. She's got the word. She's got healing. I need healing in my body. So the word has come forth. And I reach out with my head or my heart and I believe. So I believe I receive. Now I'm believing. Guess what I just did? I stopped believing. 
I, I, I was cutting grass yesterday afternoon and, and I was praying about today and the Lord, the Lord brought this to me. Don't stop believing. 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 And actually, there was a song back in the 70s by the group Journey. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of them. Don't stop believing. Now, I'm not a singer, but has, yet, has anybody ever heard that song? Secular song, but a spiritual message. Don't stop believing. Huh? Don't realize, say, don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. I said, well, he quoted from a secular song in church. I'd rather quote from a secular song that has some scripture in it than some of these church songs that that are full of doubt and unbelief. Can anybody say amen? Amen. Say, don't stop Stop. believing. Let's do this again. She's pretend she's God. She's got the word. Here I am. I need healing. Here word comes forth. Sent forth his word. Healed. I, what did I just do right there? I, I received it by believing. Now I got it. But what did I do? I stopped. Say, don't stop. Don't stop what? Believing. So if I stop believing, hey, how easy I dropped that thing. How easy is this? Just do what? Just reach over and, and start believing again. Is that right? What did I just do? So what do I do? Just pick it back up and go. Can you say amen? We've made a lot of these spiritual things a lot harder than they need to be. Oh, I still believe it. Well, just quit moaning and groaning. Bend over. Pick the thing up. You start believe, Take hold of it again and go on. Can you say amen? Did you get anything out of this? Stand with me if you would. All right. Heads bowed. Eyes closed. Now I'm going to declare the word of God. And when I do, you receive it. Now, I don't need to say any more. I've said enough. You know how to receive. I've already told you about 12, 15, 18 times. All right. Let me tell you something else about about receiving from God and faith and believing. And this is another area. Heads bowed, eyes closed, where people get tripped up is they think they got to feel something. And the healing ministry can become very theatrical, unfortunately, where you got preachers grabbing people and, sh- and then you know, trying to push them down. And people think that if somebody falls down that they've gotten healed. And I've, ha- I've had every kind of thing you can imagine in here over the years and some things you shouldn't imagine. And I'd say almost without exception, people that have fallen down probably haven't gotten anything. The ones that have gotten healed by the power of God are the ones where... A lot of times I can't, I didn't feel, now you can feel the power of God. I felt the power of God many, many times. It feels like electricity. Sometimes it feels like heat. But most of the time that we've seen some of the greatest healings we've seen in this church, I didn't feel anything when I prayed. The people didn't feel anything when they received. <laughs> but, but they let the power of God work. And I've had them come back already jumping up and down with doctor's reports that they were healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. So don't get tripped up. Don't be hindered because you don't feel anything. You understand that? We walk by faith, not by sight. All right. Praise God. All right. With heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm going to declare the word of God. You receive it. You believe it in your heart. And then let the power of God work on you. If you need to work in conjunction with a good doctor, do so. And in between what God does and... If you need a doctor, what they do, then you're going to walk out of this thing healed and well. Amen. Now, ready? Are you ready? 
All right. All right. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is the head of the church, who bore our sickness and carried our disease and with his stripes were healed right now in line with the word of God. I declare the word of God to this congregation and anyone under the sound of my voice in Jesus name. I release the power, the healing power, the healing anointing of God be healed in Jesus name. Now you believe it, receive it, go forth healed, greet a couple of people, you're dismissed.